was like, your nah. body's re- your body's rejecting our wonderful <laughs> podcast. How I'm just trying that again, real quick. Welcome to Whiplash. <laughs> Look, there. <he's> like, <laughs> Doug, you're you were so loud that the volume went out. <laughs> you were so weird and loud. The volume was. <laughs> So my throat was like, nah, and then the volume on your computer and Zoom teamed up with my throat, and they are like, fuck you guys, you guys are ridiculous, we can't handle this anymore, we quit, we quit, we're going on strike, pay us. <laughs> Too weird and loud. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anywho, welcome back to Whiplash, ladies and germs. <laughs> this is uh, your host, Kaylin McPhee, with my co-host, Soundboard weirdo <laughs> Candace Connor. I'm just gonna try to Resident come up with a weirdo. different way to describe you every episode. Listen, ladies and germs deserved more than you gave it because this <laughs> season, as you guys have learned, is about disability and illness. Yes. So you got lots of germs, lady. <laughs> it's it's all about germs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Good Sorry, work. I, I like the work. connection, yes. Um right. Yeah, so this season's about uh, first season disability and illness. Uh, today, we're specifically talking about um, public transportation. I know that sounds boring uh, for now, but I'm, uh, I'm telling you, but I'm telling you, there is some weird kind of like mafia conspiracy shit that goes on with public transportation and i got sucked into it <laughs> leave it to caitlin to find the conspiracy about the red line in indianapolis it's kind of like an episode of the sopranos but about transportation <laughs> oh but, my god but um we're talking about public transportation because it is like a thing that highly affects people with disabilities because a lot of people with disabilities like can't drive usually Mm -hmm. so they have to take public transportation um even uh people with disabilities who have their own you know van like our friend lucas Mm -hmm. he has a van but he can't drive it right so he has to have someone to drive it and if he doesn't have someone at that time to drive it like an aide or someone he hops on the red line in indianapolis you know and uh, so I, we're going to talk about public transportation, and then later we have um, our friend Seth. Um, yeah, we're interviewing him. He's a journalist in Indianapolis, um, the the city that I used to live in, that Candace lives in now. And he is a journalist there. He has a vision impairment, so he cannot drive. So he, he completely relies on public transportation. And his uh, life has been drastically improved by the red line in Indianapolis. And, um, but the, the path to get there in Indianapolis to get the red line was kind of weird. Not the reaction I expected. Kind of like an episode of, of Parks and Rec. <laughs> and so <laughs> we're going to talk about that with him um, later. To summarize, um, in Indianapolis about a year ago, they've had the red line for an, a year ago, right? Wow, the only public transportation was the bus system like just a bus system Uh, i've never taken it because in the midwest everyone has cars everyone Mm -hmm. you know no one it's rare that someone doesn't have a car um our friend shannon doesn't have a car or a driver's license (laughs) in indiana and we call her spongebob because she just won't get it uh even for and most of this stuff that i'm talking about is like it applies to people like able-bodied people not people with disabilities and such but like if you don't have a car in the midwest you're like severely like uh limited in what you can do you like really rely on other people and like you know right 
uh, or you're paying like a lot of money to take Ubers everywhere, which is, I don't know how anyone like affords oh that gosh. for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so like about a year ago, Indianapolis decided to get the red line. They were going to start building the red line. They're finally going to have like a um, larger, more efficient um, transit system. It's not, a, it's not a train, but it's like a very long bus that has its own uh, dedicated lane in the middle. It's, it's interesting. It's fun. Uh, it's, I don't know, there's, <laughs> magnets You're are involved, I think, sword. or magnets are involved. I remember like, I okay, really so, don't think so I remember like, cause I was in Boston when they started building it and then I came to visit and I was like so excited to see the red line, imagining it like how it is here in Boston. Mm-hmm. And then I get back and it's just like a really long bus that's like connected it's to like just a bus, some like magnet shit in the middle of the road. And I was like, oh, so it's just like a big fancy bus. <laughs> and you guys were like, yeah, it's still Indianapolis. Yeah. It's just a bus that like has its own lane so it's a bus a sassy bus that's like get out of my way i'm coming through the middle (laughs) yeah but it is it is nice and it goes straight through the city like it has a lot of like great stops or whatever it's very convenient but when when the city first like okay guess what guys we got you guys better more affordable transportation for everyone the city was like ew what no I remember like seeing that you guys were getting uh that Indianapolis was getting like a red line and I was like that is so great and then I went back and saw the people were like protesting it mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. like they're protesting public transportation like that baffled me I was like have these people never gone anywhere else and seen <clears throat> public transportation so. <laughs> like that's just like one like the red line we have like the orange the green the like red line got the like whole damn rainbow we got, you we got the rainbow transportation in boston <laughs> like do you know what I'm, like how do you convince these people that it's a oh good thing oh my god it's because indianapolis hates gay people that's why oh my god <laughs> yeah they're like <laughs> i don't want to taste the rainbow <laughs> a red line what's next an orange line <laughs> what's next a yellow line <laughs> <laughs> what's next people marrying their dogs no thank you wait oh you're just gonna god. give us affordable public transit like what's next like free health care like no thank you no thank you oh my god we've solved it that's it that's why <laughs> i can't believe we solved it that quickly yeah they're like um, if we have more affordable uh great transit like doesn't that mean that there's gonna be more gay people around no thank you <laughs> i don't want a gay person sitting in a bus in my city i don't want them to go anywhere <laughs> That's so great. But uh, it was like, I remember watching it and being like, this is like literally an episode of Parks and Recs. Like they're having like town hall and people are like, but there's more traffic. And they're like, okay, but there won't be though. (laughs) Like it's only like slightly more traffic for right now. Right. But otherwise, tons of people are going to be able to be employed more easily. It's going to help so many people. It's going to be help so many minority people living in the city. It's going to help so many disabled people living in the city. And they're like, but more traffic <laughs> and it's like what the <laughs> so ridiculous it reminds me of how like people being so against their own interests like baffles right. me you know what i mean oh my god yes like it's like uh how i see like rednecks who are like afraid of like socialism like rednecks in right. like the south like where i'm from yes. in kentucky like i just don't get it because i'm like you guys are so into dangerous things you like hunting with guns and knives <laughs> and you go on the cold like what if you like shoot yourself on accident you you want to pay for that shit you want to pay for like 
that health care bill. Like, right. you're telling me you don't want free health care so you can drink as much whiskey as you want and then destroy <laughs> your liver. Like, you're telling me you you want to pay for that. Like, why would you not want free health care? You know what I mean? Oh, my God. You're so right. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Okay. But anyway, so I, I, I was uh, looking into just public transportation, you know, how it, like, affects people with disabilities. And I found... Mm-hmm. Uh, much more than I than I thought I was going to. So, okay, Miss Conspiracy. <laughs> I'm just you know, there are actual, like, there are, like, real conspiracies <laughs> about, I'm not going to talk about, like, the actual conspiracies today, but there are, like, a lot of conspiracies. It's mostly truth, though. I'm going to, like, explain it a little bit about, like, okay. lobbying against public transit and trying to destroy oh, yeah, it yeah. for oil, basically. Okay, yeah. So this is, this is Jesus the thing that... Christ. So this is a thing that happened in Indianapolis as they're like gearing up to try to vote for the red line. So before they decide, before, like after the vote, after it was decided they would get public transit, there was some lobbying against it, against the public transportation, against having a red line in Indianapolis. And what it was is, it's these oil giants. So there's these oil giants called the Koch brothers, right? Yes. yes and... Yes. So you know the Koch brothers, right? They're oil giants. They're like they're in like the top ten richest people in the world. Right. Um, so absolute billionaires. They are they lobby like aggressively. Um, so mostly at the like federal level, right? Like with the Senate, with the Congress. But they lobby so hard, and they have they have such power that they're affecting local places. So anytime, <clears throat> anytime a city wants to get public transit so like indianapolis this also happened in nashville um they have these groups these like they call them political activist groups um because they say that they're libertarian groups that go to these places and they canvas um against the transit so they go door to door the Koch brothers like created this uh system called i360 and it's a data system where they can look up people who lean to the right. <clears throat> and so they can get their information and then go to their door and be like, yeah, did you know that like public transit's going to be like, it's going to take away your freedom. It's going to cause you a lot more in taxes. Oh my God. So they find the people that would be like susceptible to listen. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And so, the Koch brothers, they call themselves libertarians, right? Okay. So they totally. call themselves libertarians, but they raise a shit ton of money for conservative Republican campaigns. Okay. So the Koch brothers basically embody a big part of what's wrong with our like US government is that there's yeah. so many politicians that are bought and bribed. Yeah. Like so many politicians that are working for the interests of their money, that are working for the interests of the money of billionaires who are already set for life. They're already set yeah. for life. I mean, no one should be a fucking billionaire. No one yeah. should be oh. a billion dollars? What do you I mean, mean, wait until you hear, like, this whole thing. You're, it's By the end, we're going to be wearing shirts that say, eat the rich somehow. Like, we're just going to oh, look down and it's going to say... I could reach down from where I'm sitting and grab one of Carson's eat the rich. I'm going to look down like, on my notes, and I'm going to look up, and you're going to be wearing it. Like, But it is <laughs> ridiculous. It is absolutely insane. I know. No, I know. I know. So, they say that they're libertarians, yet they donate... Uh, money to tons of like conservative Republican campaigns, yeah. like so much. They lobby for well, that, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah, they the, all the things that they lobby for are very conservative Republican things. So they say that they're like pro abortion and pro like 
uh, legalizing marijuana, which is like interesting, but they've never lobbied for that. They've never like spent money to try to help those causes as far as I can so they find. Just, they just say it? Yeah, they just say that. Yeah. Because they say they're libertarians. They say that they're for freedom, right? As libertarians, usually using data to find people's houses, right? not very libertarian, you know? Right. I don't think that any party would be okay with that, right? I mean... Well, you know, there's that's kind of like a... a as a side note, that that's kind of like a thing I've like noticed lately with, where a lot of people use these words to describe themselves like libertarian, liberal... Um, you know, all these things, but they're not really, like, they're not saying them in the true sense that they are, you know what I mean? Sure. There's a, a good amount of people that are saying that they're liberal, but the, the things they believe in, the things that they do, I'm like, you're, like, not so much, you're more of kind of like a centrist, or, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, that was, a, that was a side note, but, so yeah, they, they say they're libertarians, but, um, you know, donate tons of money to Republicans. They've lobbied against, so they've lobbied to kill Obamacare um, because they're very, they're very anti-welfare. They're super anti-welfare. Okay. And so they've lobbied to kill Obamacare and they've lobbied um, against tons of attempts to um, ease and control climate change because obviously they're oil giants, right? So like any, any attempt to ease climate change is going to affect them. Mm-hmm. every time they're lobbying they're lobbying it like for their own interests like that's of it of course yeah and so also they lobby against non-stop against public transit like i said they have these groups that canvas one of them is called um americans for prosperity and they're like all over the country and anytime some uh city gets new transportation or is trying to before they vote they go and canvas and try to like find people who are republicans registered republicans or whatever under the name for prosperity, it's like. Yep. Oh, it's interesting because I I I was like reading like some interviews with people that are like leaders of this, and they use like kind of liberal language to yeah. get people in. Like they were saying lots of like this is going to cause gentrification, and if you're like liberal, you're hearing that you're like, oh yeah, I'm against gentrification. Sure. But that's not fucking true. It's just like not true. They also right, use the word the good of everyone. Yeah. They also use the word freedom a lot, which is so such that's a, a red flag. Such a bullshit like buzz word. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, people yeah. just hear that and they're like, "Oh, freedom!" You know what I mean? My dick's hard for freedom. <laughs> so yeah, so the Koch brothers they create this group, Americans for Prosperity. Um, they're they canvass uh, against public transit, and they can be pretty successful. They like stopped a new public transit system in Nashville, I want to say, somewhere in Tennessee. I think it's Nashville. They stopped um, public transportation. And the reason they're so, like, successful is because of what I told you about this data system, and they just use mm-hmm. that narrative that people who are, like, conservative and Republican to, get yeah, sucked so people. hard into. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. The, the worst part about this, for me, is that like the Koch brothers, they are like so wealthy that mm-hmm. even if every single metropolitan city got public transit tomorrow, like they would be fine. Like them, their oh next God, yeah. generation of families, like they would be totally fine. Like, and that's why these brothers, like from people in the Senate, from people in the Congress, they get called power hungry all the time. 
And that's really what it's about. Like there's, it's the amount of like greed. Oh, and the best part is these brothers, these fucking old white dudes look just like Mitch McConnell. They look That's actually who I was picturing. Not like something like turtle-esque, very like just old and frumpy and disgusting looking. Dude, when I I saw that they looked like Mitch McConnell, I was like, Oh oh my God. I was like, why do all like severely evil men like look the same like severely evil white men they have that like that like throat bubble like that turtle fish looking throat bubble like while the greed lives the greed lives in that little bubble if you pop it money flies out (laughs) (laughs) no my theory is that if you like were to i don't know off the top of my head like (laughs) throw them in a river tied to like cement or something like for the sake of humanity i don't know off the top of my head you know like they would just use that fucking bubble to float to the top like that or that or they're like using that bubble to collect the souls of like the working class and poor (laughs) they're just straight up collecting the the poor souls of the people that they're harming in that stupid fucking throat bubble like how do you even end up with that like Oh my god, yeah, what, like, what, just that much money, I can't even, I was talking to Carson about, I can't even fathom, like, a million dollars, he was like, you could probably go through a million dollars faster than you think you could, and I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. a but million, a billion, yeah. a billion, do- multiple billions, yeah, I mean, I can't even fathom it, it's just like, no one needs that much money, no, you're just hoarding money at that point, there's no way you can, like, do anything good, or, I mean, there's just no reason for that much money. And it's like, you know, I'll even, like, say I, like, support uh, people doing what they want to, I guess, get that rich. But I 100% think they should be taxed and it should be going to things, helping people. Because it's like, because you just, like, you don't get to that. Well, you know what? Actually, I don't know if I support them getting that rich. Because you don't, you can't get that rich without exploiting people in some way. There's no way, yeah. Like, with Amazon, he just, he pays his workers such a small fucking amount, despite him being, like, one of the richest men in the world. Like, the richest man, right? Like, Jeff Bezos? Yeah. Anyways, the Koch brothers, you know, so they have Americans for Prosperity, and it's, it really, so this is, like, how the Koch brothers have managed to affect things on a local level, and it's, like, so depressing, like I told you, they, they canvass, they go around, they try to get people to vote against the public transit. And mm-hmm. the main, so they have like two main narratives. The main one is like higher taxes. That's their main one. So they're, they're like, your taxes are going to be so high if, uh, if, you, if we get this public transit. It's going to be so high, right? They never use any actual numbers. Like right. I even looked at their website, Americans Prosperity for prosperity, like, all this other stuff, you never find, like, you know how sometimes you, you find an argument that is so wrong, (laughs) it's, like, Mm -hmm. so wrong, but at least it's, like, like, morally wrong, but it's, like, at least well-written, you know what I mean, like, it's at least, like, trying to make a point the best it can, like, it's not even like that, like, they're just, like, using buzzwords, yeah, they're just using, like, things that traditionally, um, are successful at manipulating like the right and that's like basically it. yeah and the main thing is higher taxes like they go to people like your taxes are gonna be so much higher i looked into the amount so in indianapolis if someone is making 100k a year before taxes so they're making a lot of they're making six figures before taxes the red line would cost them five dollars and 20 cents a week 
Oh my god. Like that's, that's it. Uh, and that's like you're making so much money. You know what I mean? Like percentage wise. So like for someone like me in Indianapolis, it would cost me a dollar fifty a week. And it's oh like my god. <clears throat> I don't know how most people are like, you know what, yeah, I'm like fine with that tax. Like I also pay to help, you know, older people have uh, social security, social security you know? yeah it, it's like it's not like it's like such a large amount that it's like breaking the bank you know what i mean right. but they and like eventually that will be like it'll come back around like right theoretically if you get old enough yeah yeah or what if you have to start um and this is like a point i'll make later but like yeah, yeah. if all of a sudden you have to start using public transportation all the time like your car yeah, goes exactly out, yeah or like you... that has happened to both of us this fucking week yeah yeah they say like you know it's going to be such higher taxes, but they taxes, but they use it in a fear tactic kind of way. So of like, of course, yeah. They for like, oh, they had, yeah, exactly. They for real had an ad at one point. Uh, I think it was in Nashville, um, where they there was this dad and he had a baby and he had a dog, and the ad was him having to sell his baby's milk and his <laughs> family dog um, to pay for the transit. That was the ad. And then the ad said, save Sparky, vote no against transit. Oh, that is, I mean, that is exactly something from Parks and Rec. Straight yeah. the fuck up. That is so insane. Yeah. It's like some guilt-ridden, like, bullshit. It's, like, so dumb. It's like one of it's, those, like, Alanis Morissette dog ads. Like, <laughs> I, no, no, no. I literally had that written down. I was like, this group for real? It's Sarah McLaughlin. Wait, Alanis Morissette? Oh, that is it. Can you, oh my god, dude, oh my god, can you imagine Alanis Morissette over, uh, over, um, a dog ad? Holy shit. Wait, what's that song that's about, like, Uncle Joey? And I'm here to remind, remind you. you. And it's just sad dogs in the background, they're like, we're here to remind you. The grass had been since you went away. I mean, it all fell. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. That's so fucking. I got it so it's wrong. Like, oh, it's no. like the it's like the dogs are going through a breakup <laughs> instead of being uh, orphans. <laughs> um, oh no! But no, no, no. The group you just called saw... them orphan dogs. Yeah, well, they don't have parents. <laughs> They're called strays, not orphan dogs. <laughs> Both words work. I don't know what we're talking about. What do you Straight mean? Stray, not PC. My bad. <laughs> I don't know. I think that you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> They're orphan, orphan dogs. dogs. They don't have parents. Oh so god. how are they not orphans? Okay, well, oh my god. Okay, yes, you're right. <laughs> I stand corrected. Are they, I mean, to, oh to for, you know what, I mean, if I'm going to make an argument for me using that word, the ones in the, in like the humane society... They're not strays. They're not living on the street. They're orphans. They're in an orphanage with other orphan <laughs> dogs. They don't oh have parents. Little puppy Annie. <laughs> this is my official statement that we should call dogs in humane societies orphans, and we should call the humane society orphanage. And that might help increase adoptions. <laughs> and if you play Alanis Morissette when you're talking Because if you, Morissette. if I see a fucking little puppy and they're like, He's an orphan. I'm like, oh my god, he doesn't have parents. Let me adopt him. I will be his mommy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> I will be his mommy. <laughs> my baby now. Suck on my little teat. <laughs> okay. Fucking gross. Okay, you I was joking about 
Sal like suckling on my teat and Zane, previous guest Zane Zadie was like, wait, really? I was like, no, dude. How can you? <laughs> Not that's, really. That is such a Zane thing to say, like to be so aloof to think that your friend might actually be I thought it breastfeeding was, like, your dog. Clearly- a joke. Yeah. Also, calling it suckling on my teat wasn't a red flag enough. Also, like, isn't that scientifically impossible? Yeah, I am not producing, currently not producing milk. Um, so I don't think Sal could suck it out of me. Oh my, oh my god. god, he's ridiculous. Um, anyway. so yeah, back to Save Sparky. They literally saw, this, this group literally was like, watching tv late at one night they saw a sarah mclaughlin video where she's singing that angel song like in the arms of an angel and the and the well i'm gonna remind you bitches and those fucking dogs are crying you like he's here to remind you (laughs) oh my god and they were like they looked at that commercial they're like now this this is good this will get us no trains. <laughs> this will get us to heaven. Um, no trains. But yeah, they seriously, they use that higher taxes thing as like a fear tactic, like literally yeah. in the same way that Christians use hell. Like, yeah. like the, like the Americans for Prosperity are like, vote no against trains or you're going to have higher taxes. Like in the same way that Christians are like, don't be gay or you're going to go to hell. Like Americans for Prosperity are like, um, <clears throat> Or like trains, uh, vote no for hell. Yeah, vote no for trains, or you're going to hell. You know what oh I mean? Oh my god. But yeah, and then also, so they say that they're like that. It's a libertarian group, and everything that the Koch brothers like creates. This group, other they have some think tanks. They they say they're all like libertarian groups, right? Yeah. Um, so they're against the taxes for public transit, but. Yet, they are for taxes for highways and roads. <clears throat> oh, my God. And I didn't think to, like, look up, like, how much we pay in taxes for that. You know what? Let me just look it up real quick because I can take this break out. So, we are for sure paying way more in taxes for oh, highways and roads, obviously. 26% of taxes go to highways and roads. So, it's, like, much more expensive, obviously. They also use. They're not going to talk about that when they come to your door, are they? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they also use like, is another like fear tactic. They'll use the they'll use crime. They'll like, so they have. There's this one guy named Randall O'Toole, and he is a transit expert at one of the libertarian think tanks that the Koch brothers created. He's a transit expert at that. Which what a title. He was interviewed about this, about these groups or whatever, and he said, he literally said, we shouldn't have transit because teenagers come on to transit and then they rob passengers. This is the <laughs> transit expert at the libertarian think tank. That, and it sounds like I'm making fun of him, but that's almost right. word for word what he said, like seriously. Oh like, God. what kind of teens? I guess, like, technically, there's thinking going on at that think tank, but it's definitely <laughs> on a low level. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh, the way God. that I like think about what I'm gonna eat tonight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I oh, it's just God. it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, teens are gonna take your money on the train. What year is it? Like 1912 that yeah, you're getting dude. robbed on a train? Yeah. 
Um, and so, like, anytime someone, um, you know, responds to these groups, to the Koch brothers, to Randall O'Toole, the transit expert or whatever, they're always like, well, what do you suggest, like, for people who can't drive cars? And they're always like, oh, we suggest, like, Uber and Lyft be the future of transit. It's like, how can you hear that and not immediately be like, that's not, doesn't make any sense at all. Right. They even say, like, well, we should, like, Uber and, Uber and Lyft should be the future of transit, and we should pay for people to be able to use it. And it's like, so you're, you think that our taxes are going to be higher for a train than everyone yeah. getting Uber and Lyft rides? And if you're concerned about traffic, it's like, put each person going to work in an Uber. Yeah. What kind of traffic do you think is going to happen then? That's like so much worse. Like I used to take the T to go to work when I worked downtown because yeah. you couldn't park anywhere, and I'd have to like get on the T at the time when everyone's going to work, right? And it's just completely full. Like you have to, you're in a train car and you have to stand in the middle sometimes. Now imagine all of those people are getting Ubers, and imagine everyone trying to get an Uber at the same time. This happens when you're like out drinking late at night, right? Like you're right. trying to go at home with the bars closed. Surge times. Yeah. yeah. So all those Ubers, <clears throat> for people to just go to work every day, every weekday, is going to be surge prices. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard to get a car in time where exactly. everyone can just get on one train at the same time to go to right. work. And then on top of that, we're going to be paying taxes for those surge prices. Yeah. So it's clearly... Oh my god, that's so fucking stupid. You know, and you know why they suggested that? It's because Uber and the Koch brothers are, like, in bed oh, together. of course. Of course. So, like, Uber and the Koch brothers are together trying to, like, destroy public transit. They're trying to get take out public transit as much as possible because they want the money. They want yes, people to take their Ubers and use their oil for cars. Like, take yeah. out a car payment so that you can pay gas nonstop so that you can fill the, the pockets of Koch brothers. Like, that's it. They just – and it, when they're already set for life, they are set for life – but they want more. They want people to spend more on them so that they can put it away a bank and never fucking use it. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's infuriating. So, like, there was this quote by a leader from Americans for Prosperity, and she said, if someone has the freedom to go where they want and do what they want, they aren't going to choose public transport. <laughs> I was like... So you're just throwing the word freedom in there for, I mean, what, Yeah, you're just using it as a buzzword, clearly, because it's the opposite. It's the opposite of, like, it, public transit, affordable public transit, like, gives you so much freedom for different reasons. So, like, for one, for, like, example, like, um, for me and you, like, we drive cars, right? In the past, so in Indianapolis, I had that, like, super terrible, like, SUV that yeah. I used to have that was, like, on recall that my mom gave me, which is, yeah, like, my mom bought this, like, brand new SUV. We were like, oh, it looks nice. She was like, yeah, and I got it for cheaper because it's on recall. And we were like, mom, <laughs> it's going to have so many problems. What were you thinking? And then she drove it for, like, a year maybe, and she was like, wow, this thing is costing me so much money. Yeah, I'm having to repair it all the time. Oh and then God, me, who so didn't have funny. a car because I got into a wreck, she goes, you know what? I'll just give you my car. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I can afford that. This college student, sure. <laughs> so then I got handed this uh, recall SUV reject motherfucker, and it was causing <laughs> me problems. All the once a month, that thing was going to the shop. It yeah. was ridiculous. And uh, but like when I was in Indianapolis, and I was dealing with that. My car would 
you know, I remember one morning uh, I walked out to go to work. My car didn't start and I had to call them and I was freaking out. I was trying to find a, I was calling everyone to give me a ride. And then I ended up paying like $30 or more to take an, For Uber. an Uber. Yeah, yeah, of course. So like I get to work and then that's $30 off my paycheck. And that job at that yeah. time, that was it's a like good three week. hours of work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you have to Uber back. So yeah. it's your three fucking hours of work. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. It's like most of your paycheck for that day. Um, then I moved to Boston doing behavioral therapy. And when my car would go out, I like learned how to take public transit. And when my car would go out, I could just take the train that morning or the bus. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like I, there was this kind of like relief lifted from me because I was like, even if my car goes out, I can at least get to work and not have to pay so much money to do it. Like I'm not spending half of my paycheck just to get to and just from to work. Just to get there, yeah. And that's just for people who are able-bodied, right? So like people right. who are disabled, they are like much more um, reliant on it. So like if mm-hmm. someone who like or let's say even someone who can't afford a car, like they cannot afford a car, they can't take out a car payment, they just can't afford it whatsoever. Yeah. They have that public transit. So they still have the freedom to go wherever they want. They still have the freedom to like take a job that's like not near their house if they want to, you know what I mean? So they don't have to pass up on employment that could be good for them. Like it's offering freedom to them. That fucking freedom word. Yeah. That is being ripped away from them. Yeah. Yeah, it's being co-opted. It's literally being co-opted yeah, yeah. Um, to just suck in, like, people who hear freedom and they are like, yeah, freedom for America and guns and whatever. And they're just like, okay, no against transit. You know what I mean? So on top of that, it affects people with disabilities even more because a lot of them can't drive cars no matter what. That's their only option, you know? But it's still allowing them to have as much of a normal life as they can because they can take... Yeah public even if they have a van like with lucas you know he can take the red line if he doesn't have anyone to drive his van that night versus before when he had to find someone to um find someone to drive his van or just go somewhere or just get home by himself yeah 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 or like just find somewhere like near his house like he would just go to places near his house because that's the only thing he could just that way he could leave his house and just stay in his chair and then go back. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. Like get home himself. Like just yeah, take his chair. Home. Yeah. And so you know all this like lobbying, all this stuff, it affects everyone. Like not just people with disabilities, it affects everyone, but right. mostly affects people in poverty and people with disabilities. Of course, yeah. Which yeah, those yeah. two things go hand in hand. Obviously, you know a lot of mm-hmm. people in poverty are disabled. Right, or this is like a point I'll make like um, probably a lot throughout the season, but like it's like something that should be cared about more by everyone because obviously like everyone should care about race, right? But in the, in the <clears throat> with race, like me and you will only ever be white, right? Unless we try to pull some Rachel Dosal shit, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> and Unless. We'll only ever be white. Black people will only ever be black in their life, right? Yeah. But anyone can be disabled. Anyone, At any minute, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, like, you um, are one of these people, you voted no against public transit, and it went through. So, like, in Nashville, this group was very effective, and they right. won. They won. They blocked the bill to get public transit for Nashville. So now imagine uh, you're one of those people. Let's say you're even one someone in the group, Americans for, for Prosperity, who walked, who walked several miles 
canvassing mm -hmm. at people's houses, right, to not get a easily accessible train, you win. And then six months later, you're in a car accident. So you're driving your car, you had that yeah. freedom to do so. You're driving your car, you get in a car accident, you're paralyzed and you can't um, drive a car anymore. You just can't, yep. right? So whatever, whatever happened to you in that car accident, your disability, you can't drive a car anymore. Now you're stuck in the world that you created for disabled people when you weren't disabled. Yep, stuck in your own handcrafted hell. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. Yeah, that's a very plausible, yeah, situation. Besides like everyone, could be disabled at any moment and then also we will eventually be, be disabled because we'll eventually be old we'll eventually right, yeah. need help you know yeah. and then also disability affects all types of people right so mm -hmm. it affects all races it affects white people black people brown people people of color like gay Men, people women yeah it affects all people and you i mean i've rarely heard people i didn't even know about these groups they were canvassing against public transportation until I just happened to like look it up by chance you know now we can talk about how it like more specifically like affects people like public transportation more spe specifically affects people with disabilities there was this like really good um uh letter to the editor in Nuvo so Nuvo is a really good um publication independent in, yeah independent publication that our guests that we'll have on later Seth uh works for and there was a really good quote from this. It was, um, the quote was, uh, three times more residents in poverty will be within walking distance of frequent bus service, along with 10,000 more households that don't own cars, nearly 100,000 more minority residents will live within walking distance of high frequency routes. That was a letter to the editor that was signed by like several leaders from several different community de development groups about um, why we should get the red line right. in Indianapolis. Um, so it was like a while ago. And that, you know, that's like such a good, like point that really like stuck out to me. Right, and yeah, seeing those numbers is like really eye-opening. Yeah, and then also, you know, when you read arguments for the red line, like when everyone was arguing about it, like should we have it or sure. not? The arguments for were stuff, things like that with numbers and like clear mm -hmm. facts. facts. And I couldn't find anything I looked so hard and I really couldn't find a decent argument for not having it, except for there were a few people that were like, it belongs on Keystone, not on college, which maybe there's a different, like a better location, but either way, that's just not a good enough reason to vote against it. You know what I mean? Like all of the arguments I found were just like, there's more traffic. And now I have to make a U-turn three lights ahead instead of make my left turns like I used to. Or there was yeah. one woman who's like, well, everyone's avoiding college. So now they're going through my neighborhood and there's more traffic. And they're not caring about the fact that kids live here. Like as if kids don't live everywhere else. Everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Like the only thing I can see like, if, the, if it took Keystone, it would maybe have to go on the highway, but maybe not. Like, I, I can't even see that argument, like, even that yeah. one argument that you found, like, I, I can't see why that would. Yeah. So there was this uh, one, like, blog post or whatever that was, like, <laughs> have you ever seen these type of people um, that, like, they're, like, decent writers so they're kind of like able to like make things sound intelligent or good. And sure. really but what they're saying is such bullshit. I found this blog post yeah. like that. And it was this person who was talking about how the red line has affected them. 
right? And I'm reading it and I'm like, wait, this entire thing is that there's more traffic. Is that there, and like their main argument was like, it takes me like 10 minutes more to get to work. Like that was their argument. And I was like, dude, um, like our guest, Seth Johnson, he wrote an article in Nuvo about how it affects his life. Public transit, with public transit, it takes him three hours to get to work because he can't drive a car. Whoa, yeah. So I think this is a good time to bring on our guest and start talking with him. Uh, we're, our guest today is uh, Seth Johnson. He's a writer for Yay. Nuvo. He covers um, comedy music he covers the pacers uh every year he's really great um i i've known him for a while from the music scene and he's absolutely he's an absolute joy and we're really excited he's to talk to him so wonderful you're gonna love him yeah and we're really excited to hear um his experience and his improvement in his life uh from the red line like jump into it um for anyone who listened to the episode they've already been informed on all the stuff that happened in indianapolis with the red line um did you take the red line today (laughs) i haven't ridden it today but i rode it i'm actually riding it later to um downtown i'm covering i cover the pacers and they've actually been allowing media in so yeah i'll be i'll be i'll be riding it later to go downtown yeah nice okay so let's just uh like start from the beginning so um you know i think it's been about a year right since indianapolis got the red line and um so when was the first time that you heard that that there was going to be that the red line was like possibly going to be a thing um it was probably about it was like probably about a year before um it it happened i think i don't know maybe even a little bit further out i'm not quite sure Mm -hmm. um yeah i I have a couple. Pe- I know a couple people that work at Indigo, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of had some. I don't know. Some people kind of just chit chatting about it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. so before the red line, you were taking like just the Indigo like bus system to work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and to pretty much everything. I mean, since I like um, what I do with my job is a lot of going to shows and right. Um, and so like. And yeah, the the regular bus line um, was just it's just way less regular. Um, I mean, in terms of like the like I live in Fountain Square, and the bus that is by me comes every thirty minutes, mm-hmm. but the red line comes every ten minutes. And so right. Like, so it's just like a huge game changer in terms of I don't have to plan my whole day around going somewhere when the bus is gonna like yeah. I don't have to plan my day when the bus is gonna come. Right. You know. That's yeah. a that's a great point because I was actually going to ask you about that. So before I ask you that question, um, just mm-hmm. to review, so you um, you're not able to drive like get a license because mm-hmm. you have a yeah. visual impairment. And yes, I think that's correct. Um, when I read your article for Nuvos because you had um, a brain tumor when you were a kid. Yep. Okay. Yep, that's correct. Right. So uh, in doing my research about this red line, um, the the 
I mean, all the arguments against it were, against it were just very, um, I mean, nothing. <laughs> they were not oh, making much oh. of an argument except for, like, just veiled complaints of their inconvenience, basically. Yep, um, yep. Uh, but yeah, there was like a few people there like, well, I don't understand because the um, the Indigo like bus system seems to be just fine. And I was like, I don't know because I've never had to use it personally, mm. but there's no way. Right. So no, it was it was very bad. Yeah, I mean, the- <laughs> it was just not very like yeah, what I said, it's like the regularity of the routes was like it was a big problem mm-hmm. from my perspective, just from I don't know, from anyone who relied on it day to day like so- if you're just using it every now and then, sure, it's great. But if you're relying on it every day to get to your job, mm-hmm. like, it was not, it yeah. was not good enough. I yeah. can't imagine. Because, like, um, even here in Boston, where we mm-hmm. have, like, really good public transportation, yeah. Yeah. the buses are, like, the buses compared to, like, the orange line, the red line, like, any of the lines, like, they're mm-hmm. just so, un- like, like sometimes I'll go, like, to a bus and I'll wait forever and then it just never comes, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yep. there's That's all, there's all sort of things that can go wrong on a bus, like, they can, like, mm-hmm. get a flat tire, like, they can get into an accident, they, like, someone on the bus can just go, like, fucking crazy and, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like hold yeah. the bus driver hostage. Like, yeah. we, we just like don't know like what can happen like versus like the tea drivers they're like basically behind a cage they're like untouchable yeah. so like no one can get to them and slow uh-huh. down the red line but um yeah i just it's it, it so when this i don't know about you but when i first saw um that you guys were getting a red line uh-huh. and that there were so many people and like places like businesses that i respect and i'm sure yeah. that you do too we're protesting it I could not wrap my brain I could around. either. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty I I I think it's very bizarre that like cuz the, like their whole argument was that it was taking away street parking, but it was like literally taking away like three parking spots. Yeah. And that was their like versus all the amount of people that were are now going to go to their business because right. they're riding the bus, you yeah. know? And like I didn't I didn't understand why like and I don't know. That's just that's been a problem in Indy for a long time yeah. is the the parking versus the parking crowd versus the public transit crowd. And so many people in this city are still um, so they need their convenience. They need to park yeah. right in front, in front of where they're going. Like mm-hmm. they can't walk far. They can't, but you know, yeah. so that, yeah, I think that was a lot of the fuss about it was that. Um, so I don't know. It was, it's pretty frustrating from uh, yeah obviously from my perspective for you like, yeah. yeah um did you have I, any did any, anyone that you knew where you had like you felt like you were having like conversations with them like constantly or something like um i most of the, i mean most of the people knew my side of the stories mm-hmm. so i i felt i don't know i felt like i yeah i don't know i I'm trying to think there I don't I don't know I don't I don't feel like I got in many arguments yeah with yeah <laughs> yeah I think people knew not to argue really with me because of my impairment you know like I, right. am, I am very reliant on it so <laughs> sure yeah, yeah yeah I was just so shocked and I just couldn't really figure out like I just couldn't imagine like why these people were so upset about it especially yeah. I, especially like I'm like, have you never traveled to any yeah. other city larger than? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, for example, in Boston, like, if you have something, like, it, the closer to the T you are, the better mm-hmm. your business, like, could yeah. be. Like, those spots yep. that are as close, like, that are super close to the T, like, they do well because people get off the T and yep. then they're right there. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. I was, like, yep. 
baffled seeing businesses being like, this is going to be so bad for a business. I'm like, if you're right next to the T, you're like set. Like, yep. Yep. You, do you happen to know of any businesses that are doing better because of it? Um, I couldn't, no, I couldn't really say, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, and now it's obviously kind of a weird, and like, I know that the red line has struggled this year just because mm-hmm. less people are going places. You right. Know? Yeah. But like when it first opened, like a ton of people were riding it just because it like, I mean, especially since it like goes right through Broad Ripple, like I knew so many people that were just riding it up to Broad Ripple, hanging out in Broad Ripple for the day. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what's funny is like a lot, most of the pushback at the start actually was from Broad Ripple businesses. Yeah, I noticed. But I, but I know that like when it also opened, that's where most people were going. Most people were going up there because it was just a very easy, direct way to get up there. Um, so I would imagine that like when it first opened, a lot of those businesses were doing a lot better. And I, I really haven't heard anything bad from them now, you know, like since it opened, I, I feel like more of their complaints, like more of their griping came during the like construction process. Yeah. But now, I don't know. It seems like now that it's there, they're just okay with it. Um, and yeah, I don't, because I also know like what's weird is there are businesses like, like Luna, for example, I yeah. know they, they were against it. Yeah. They were mad. That, that was the most surprising for me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That one was very surprising for me. I did not understand that. Yeah. But then the Jazz Kitchen, for and their Jazz Kitchen's like right there by Luna. Yeah. Literally very, right across the street. They were very <laughs> pro. They were for it. So it was just yeah. very odd. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I know that like the Jazz Kitchen, when they would like pro- around the time when it opened, when they were like promoting events, they were like, we're right by the red line. Come. Yeah. Right on, see us. Oh, yeah, it's, and, it's and, so great for that. Like, um, for Yuck Fest, um, when I found out we were getting a red line, I was like, oh, oh that's like so badass because, so, you know, like we have like tons of performers like fly mm-hmm. in um, because yep. they, it's too far of a drive, right? Yeah. So if they could like fly in and then we could give them like weekend passes for the red line yep. and then yep. they wouldn't have to pay so much money for like a Lyft for an Uber or whatever. Yep. Um, and then there's also, you know, people when they look at cities like for jobs too, like, and they want to come in, like, they're like, oh, they have a red line. Like, I don't need a car. Like, that's such like a big thing, you know? Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really curious. Um, I, I don't know how much you've looked into like the new, cause they're supposed to be starting construction on another line. I think it's purple first and then blue. Yeah. I Um, saw that. I didn't realize that they were going to do multiple lines, but that's like mm -hmm. great. Cause that's, and that'll, once all that's in, then that's going to just be like, it'll pretty much just be like a web of these. Yeah. Like, I mean, probably like what you guys have in Boston. I yeah. 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 I was yeah. telling Candace, we have the rainbow here. Like, our, yeah. our, our, our transportation's gay as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we. Yeah, it's great. We have like the orange line, uh, green line, red line. Uh, we yeah. have a commuter rail. Um, every, yeah. every color you could imagine and need. But yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> It's great. Yeah. Um, and I already talked to, with Candace about it, but I was just saying, like, um, like for me, like, when I moved here, like, public transportation wasn't a thing on my mind because I drive, yeah. right? But, like, yeah. in Indianapolis, um, when, like, <clears throat> I had my car, like, say it would, like, uh, something would happen to it and it'd have to go into, like, the shop for, like, two mm-hmm. weeks or so, mm-hmm. I'd be so stressed about just getting to my job. Every single day. Yeah. 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 And, like, yeah. paying too much money for an Uber or whatever. And then I moved here. I remember my um, car had to go into the shop for like a month or something. Like there was a month without my car. And I was just able to hop on the orange line to go to work every day. 
Like it was so yeah. easy and it just took that yep. stress off of me, you know? Yep. It's yep. incredible. Yep. It's really nice. Um, yep. Agreed. So how, how has it, so actually let's start with like what um, your commute was to like just to your job to like everywhere before mm-hmm. the red line. Yeah, that's a good, so um, I used to have to um, like when I was going into the Nouveau office, um, which I don't do anymore. I just, I, I mean, now I pretty much do most of my stuff from home. Mm-hmm. But when I was going into the Nouveau office before the red line, I would have to get the one that I told you about that comes through Fountain Square. That was the 14. And then I'd get the 14, take it down to the public transit center downtown. Mm-hmm. Then I would um, transfer onto either the 38 or the 39 and take that up to Nouveau. Um, and so that would end up taking <laughs> around like an hour to an hour and 10 minutes. Oh wow. God. Just for your commute to work. Mm-hmm. And that now, now the thread line happens. Um, I walk down to the stop, which is about a 10 minute walk down to the stop. Then I get on the red line and I am to Nouveau by like 25. So like a total of like 35. So it's like, it's literally like half. <laughs> yeah. And half. That's yeah. incredible. Because A, I don't have to transfer, <clears throat> and B, it's just more regular. So yeah, it's just everything about it yeah. just, um, makes it way quicker. Yeah, yeah, now you don't have to plan your like entire life around it. Nope, nope. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I know yeah. like the first time I got to use the red line after coming back to visit Indianapolis, Yeah. me, <laughs> me and Candace and Lucas uh, used the red line. Yeah. And it was like, it was honestly such a big deal for me because... Um, and for anyone who doesn't know Lucas, he has uh, mm-hmm. cerebral palsy, so, you know, he can't drive. And in the past, like, Lucas, he is, he couldn't even go to certain uh, sides of town because unless his, like, aide was, like, on duty and could drive mm-hmm. his van and drive him. Yeah. Um, but, like, when I came back, he was just able to, like, get on the red line, and we were, like, allowed, like, so much more freedom, which was, yeah. like, so incredible for him and, like, for us in general, you know? Yeah. To Broad Ripple with him. I've, I had never been, like, to Broad Ripple with Lucas. It was crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. he literally, yeah. like, we, like, uh, comics hang out in Broad Ripple all the time, yeah. and yeah, Lucas, yeah. like, half the time, could, well, more than half the time, couldn't go because he literally just didn't have access to it. Oh, like, yeah. Just to hang. What a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sucks. It was crazy, yeah. though, just being able to hop on a, yeah, just hop on with huh. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when I, <laughs> when I was first seeing people, like, protesting, um, it literally, I, like, I was like, it's like Indianapolis is like Pawnee right now. Yeah, like, it really felt like that. I yeah. agree. Like, I was like, I I didn't think that, like, a Parks and Rec episode would hit so close to home. For before. real. Like, it, I don't know if you also saw, there was, um, there was this planned protest to protest the uh, red line by this group of people. Know. And <laughs> their, their, their big idea, right, was that when the mayor uh, went up to, like, instruction, to get like a yeah. photo op, they were gonna hide in the potholes and they were gonna, oh. and they were gonna jump up and they were gonna surprise him. Jeez, that and, is that seems like some shit from a TV show. No, that's yeah. like straight out of Pawnee. Like, it is. And I was like, I was like, you also you can tell these people are mad just because they're inconvenienced because that's, that's how they yeah. plan protests. Like their yeah. protests are like. <laughs> 
do you want to get like murdered? <laughs> like that's yeah. not no, like that's not a good protest. <laughs> like, they really have no clue like what a good protest is. They're like, let's just yep. spook them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just jump out of potholes. Like <laughs> that's great. Um, where is do you know? So what's the the purple line's going to go through which area? Uh, I actually so there's one, and I'm confusing which one is which. There's one. Mm-hmm. That's gonna go um, up to 38th, and then it's go. Up, it's gonna even go further north, so to like Pendleton Pike, so like north side of Indy. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, that which that'll be big because my par- my family lives up there, so yeah. that'll make it e- way easier for me to go visit my family. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Um, and then the other one is gonna just be <laughs> pretty much like the red line, but east west, and it's gonna go out to the airport and then all across Washington Street. So like out to Irvington and stuff like that yeah. um, <clears throat> that's awesome yeah and I yeah I'm not sure which one of those is which mm-hmm. I know that the one that goes up to Pendleton Pike that they're doing that one first which I was kind of surprised by I thought that they would do the they would do the, the airport, airport one first. first yeah that's weird yeah yeah um, but I'm pretty sure it's the other way around but yeah either like I just feel like once those three and they're just because like they're all going to be go- still going through the public transit center um uh, downtown transit center so like once you it'll just be so much easier to get anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. um, so much faster. Yep. I can't wait. Are you still seeing like people like, so are people in Indianapolis like still pretty against it or are they, or did, are they just like uh, kind of given up the fight by now? I feel, I, I think they have, I don't know. I, I haven't heard anyone like really complaining or I don't know, or like mm-hmm. really, um, I don't know. I, I, I have heard like every now and then I'll like hear something about like, someone in the city council like trying to defund like plans for the other line um but i don't think that that's really gotten anywhere um as far as i know mm-hmm. um, and yeah i mean i don't really i definitely haven't really heard any huge opposition I, again like i feel like it was the two main things that people were upset about were the construction and then um like the ways that they had to get used to driving like they had to like they could only turn a certain way on a certain street right, and they, they were like yeah. oh yeah what's yeah, that they were like they were so upset about that for a while <laughs> that was like a huge thing yeah well, it blocked off right where i live so like that affected okay. me every day but i got so used to it with the yeah. it's like really why would anyone it's not yeah. even, it's not even an inconvenience it was yeah, yeah. especially the way that they designed it in indianapolis was like pretty nice because like in boston there's some parts by the the green line is like in the middle of the road like the like the red line in indianapolis is and there's yeah. some parts where you just like can't turn forever like forever like not just two lights yeah. up like it's like so long and the people are like also getting off like right there next to the cars it's kind of sometimes mm-hmm. it's like scary to to get off the green line and then also like be driving next to it like yeah you know. yeah i think it's very safe i don't mm-hmm. i haven't felt unsafe <laughs> at all like living there yeah. or traveling on the red line yep same same here. yeah yeah so besides um how it's helped people with like disabilities um what's like another way it's like positively impacted indianapolis that you've liked a lot i just feel like it's um I mean, I, I just know there's a lot of people that rely on it to get to work, you know, and yeah. like people mm-hmm. that um, maybe can't afford a car. Um, I just have heard so many stories about that. Like, I, I just think I just think the accessibility of it is just like, <laughs> not only for people with disabilities, but for people that maybe don't have the money to afford a car or like just things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and like, I, 
I've heard a lot of things like that. And I mean, I guess also I do really feel too, that it's like connected cult, like for me, like I've gone to broader for way more than I used to, because it used to be like, if I wanted to go to say like the Vogue or to anywhere, I mean, in broader pool, I would have to, I would normally Uber there and Uber back. And that would be like so much money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So now I feel like it's just like, it's, it's, allowed like the pockets of indie to integrate a little bit more than they were before yeah i think that's definitely been a positive as well and if you're uh if you're not ubering to those businesses you're gonna spend more money there you know yep yep (laughs) like yeah like i like i always say like why don't these businesses want like disabled people to come spend money (laughs) at their places (laughs) like they i just don't understand (laughs) yeah yep for real Okay, well, um, I think that that's good because we, we already had like um, a good like 45 hour stuff that we talked before, unless you have like anything else you want to say about the red wine. Nope. Said your piece. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for <laughs> Chase the Rainbow is a great slogan for getting <laughs> transportation to Indianapolis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, thanks for chatting with us. We really appreciate it. We're really excited yeah. about this this episode. It's it's great to see you for the first time in a while. I know. Thanks.